Welcome to Ride Home Reactions, the 20-minute show where we react to the movie we just saw. Why 20 minutes? Because that's how long it takes us to drive home. I'm David Els, video production guy for InTheCarMedia.com. And I am Jill Rogatti, theater lady from SoapAndRopeTheater.com. We saw a movie on our first date and liked talking about it together so much that we got married. Was it worth it? You decide! Hello. We just saw no movie. We are simply uh, off to Bun's Burgers in Ipswich. And best burgers in town and best, beyond. Best burgers in other town. <laughs> we have seen about 42 movies together collectively this year. Of and movies that came out in 2017. Right. We so saw 42 of them. That's true. So some of them we saw once they came out on video and but most of them we saw in theaters and we figured we'd do a top 10 countdown instead of a reaction but the reaction part will be that neither of us have seen each other's top 10 lists yet let's get into it all right that's my mouth drum roll because i'm driving you can do the countdown baby drivers so Jill had The Last Jedi, mm-hmm. and I had Baby Driver. Yeah, I was wondering if Star Wars was going to make your top I ten. I know, it just did. Uh-huh. Baby Driver just barely made it for me. I was a little bit disappointed after the hype. I just had a little bit less fun in the theater seeing this movie than I expected. But, but it still made your top ten out of my 42. And for me, Star Wars, I'm not going to say much about it because we had the podcast. But I do want to say that I think without having listened to David's um, getting into all of the themes that he picked up on it, I don't think it would have made my top ten. So for her, about talking about movies after you watch them with somebody else because they make you appreciate them more. All right. So number two. One. Two. Three. Baby Driver. time. Okay, so Baby Driver is on your list. I, I expected it wouldn't be on your list. For yeah, some so it stuck with me. I don't know if when I watched it, I would have thought this would make my top ten. But when I was looking at my list, why why it made my top ten is because it was so different. I really appreciated how different it was that this director took or and writer whoever is responsible for kind of the main yeah, concept he wrote of and this film. It. Yeah, I think he should get big um, props for for doing something different and very successfully. Tell us about number nine for you. So Good Time, I saw it without Jill. I saw it with some friends. uh, Didn't know anything about it going into it. And it was... A good time. It it floored me. It was a very unique movie. So I I was really surprised by the plotting of it. And I thought really good performances too. Robert Pattinson, who is known for Twilight, but is a really good actor and just never gets cast in good movies. Uh, he he does a great job in this. So I'm, not, I'm excited to show you that one, too. I want cool. to on video. I will look forward to it. All right, ready? Number eight. Thor Ragnarok. Yay! For me, it made it on just because it made me laugh so much. Yeah. I, it was hard. That was one that was on the fence for me. Because there were other movies that I thought had, you know, merits that maybe, I don't know, maybe in a hoity-toity way of mine yeah. that I might be like, yes, but artistically speaking. And then I went, ah, on that. It was so funny. Yeah. It was so funny. Also, that as we said it. in the episode, 
beautiful to look at. It's definitely mm. the best looking Marvel movie. Shall we go to number seven? Yep. All right. Two, three, Blade River. Runner. Yeah, I said Wind River. When I first saw this movie, I was kind of just eh. It, there were some really fun parts, or really effective parts. Fun is not exactly the word. <laughs> uh, this is a, it's a movie about the desecration of uh, Native Americans' culture and livelihoods. Really, you know, thematically, that's completely what it's about. And Jill did a great job. That was before our podcast started, but she completely won me over by um, analyzing the themes of that movie, and, and they were very subtly woven into the script, and uh, I was wowed by by her interpretation, and that completely brought me around. And then, for me, Blade Runner was wonderful. It was a wonderful movie. It was a wonderful sequel. I'm horribly sad that it didn't do better in box office. It looked wonderful. I thought it was a great next step you know, for a movie that's going to come after one that um, I guess I knew really well, and I think a lot of other people who are fans of that movie did too. All right, let's go to number six. One, two, three, The Last Jedi. Go ahead. Uh, Big Sick. Uh, It was a great movie. I appreciated it. The first time I watched it, I really fell in love with it. It was a romantic comedy. So, you know, it, it has some of those trappings. And I think maybe some people were a little disappointed that it was so romantic comedy-y. But I thought it was great. Cool. So, and I put Last Jedi. And uh, Jill already talked about her reaction to it. But, yeah, so having seen it three times now, I was a little bit disappointed the first time I watched it. And I just was not prepared for the pretty severe change in course that Ryan Johnson took the franchise and uh, so the second time seeing it really helped me to no longer be feeling kind of lost <laughs> as I watched it and I was I was ready for the twists and turns I'm thrilled to see where he takes his upcoming trilogy with Star Wars in the coming years next number, number five, five. alright one two three Ladybird so Dunkirk, uh, I saw... That's another movie I saw without Jill. I saw that with her friend. Um, I'm surprised they made it so high up your list. Yeah. There's a specific choice that was made by the director that departs from other war movies. And I thought it was really effective. It made it feel a little bit more like a disaster movie. I found that to be pretty effective in this one. Should we take a break, David? Yeah, so we're, we're at Bun's Burgers... We will pick up again when we're back from eating. We have a full stomach. Intermission. (sighs) We're back. And full. Very full. Where were we? We just had done number... Five. Oh, I hadn't talked about my five. Yeah, go for it. Which was Lady Bird. I'm surprised Uh, you don't have it higher. Yeah, I thought you might be. I appreciated the the slice of our culture right now that that movie was, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, it sounds like you might have that higher, so I'm just not going to say much more <laughs> and let you talk about it more when you get there. All right. Ready? Yep. Drum roll. Number four. One, two, three. Shape, Shape of, of water. water. Wow, we got two that we yeah. lined up on. I... This one visually stuck with me. Del Toro creates beautiful 
and unique things to look at. He does kind of magical for adults mm-hmm. in a way that yeah, it's like no other director is doing right now that I can think of. Yeah, he acknowledges that fantasy and magic is not just for kids. Yeah. That there's a lot of mature themes that can come with that sort of genre. Mm-hmm. And so he kind of mixes sexuality with fairy tale storytelling and yeah, magical, fanciful kind mm-hmm. of uh, the 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 intro is really interesting like yeah. that imaginative sleeping beauty beginning. type yeah. scene. All right, let's keep moving. All right. Number three. three. One, One, two, two three. three. The Hidden big figures. David, you talk about the big sick. Okay. I don't think I was as thoroughly entertained by a movie this year as the big sick. Kind of reminded me a little bit, like in terms of the emotional experience I had, it kind of reminded me a little bit of uh, The King's Speech. I know, very different movies. Oh, interesting. But The King's Speech has a lot of funny moments too that I'm kind of like cry laughing. But I was just like, <laughs> so you know. All right. Uh, no, I've just. Oh, what mine. is yours? What was mine? Oh, hidden figures. Yeah. That for me was one of the most um, all-around entertaining films, mm-hmm. um, and another one that I just could not wait to see a second time. Really fun, funny moments, but also inspiring, and I think a great film for wanting us to have some unique heroes mm-hmm. or unique role models. That I one guess. didn't yeah. make that one didn't make yeah, my I, list. I wasn't surprised. I figured it wouldn't. Uh, I first didn't time, figured it wouldn't. <laughs> the first time I watched it, I I really enjoyed it. It certainly was the best civil rights movie I'd seen in a while. I mean, Loving is it's the very top for me, but uh, yeah. this is probably second. I know. If I had to have a, if I could include loving on this, it might be my number one. Yeah. Uh, All right, let's keep great. going. Number two. Bumba, dumba, dumba, dumba. One, two, three. Wind Lady Bird. River. Well, David, I think already talked about Wind River plenty. So, yes, I really dug into the themes of that one. That was one of those movies that I came out really chewing on. I had a lot of stuff to chew on and was able to digest a lot and as I was watching it I knew it was all kind of there and as I left it really made my gears turn and um, I love a movie that can do that. It's a movie that is important for I think all Americans to see and digest but it also hit on themes that I think could have easily felt like it was hitting you over the head with this preachy guys look what we did to Native Americans which it and it didn't it managed to avoid that and instead trusted its audience to go away and and work it out a bit and I found it extremely moving we have that on rental at home and I I just want to go home and watch that right now yeah Uh, only seen it once so yeah excited to see it again and really actively work through those themes as I'm watching it yep so Lady Bird uh I think similar to the movie Punch Drunk Love, which I was just thinking kind of, this is me. And I I am both horrified to see myself as well as very touched to see someone render someone who I relate to so well on screen. Lady Bird was less like, less that I thought 
that female character as me because she she was very rebellious in a way that I was not. But uh, growing up in the same time period and growing in just very small ways as opposed to having this huge coming of age moment. I, I re- really appreciated the subtlety and the handling of things that could very well have been super low stakes. It's certainly the most authentic movie I've seen this year. Mm, good word. All right, shall we get to our number one? Number one! All right, this is exciting. I, I have go. no idea what yours is going to be. One, two, two three. three. Get, get out. out. No, seriously, get out of this car. <laughs> get out. Pull this car over. What? Get out. So, yeah, I was surprised. That you're you surprised this, that it's my number one, aren't uh, you, David? Because when we saw you, are like, yeah, I mean, it was a horror movie. <laughs> I barely watched it through my fingers because I can't stand jump scares. <laughs> and I'd only watched it because you dragged me to the theater because you'd already seen it. <laughs> so I guess you ruminated on this. And, I did. Yeah. I did. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's funny. I, I'm also surprised that it's my number one. I kept trying to think, looking at my list, is there another one that should be there? I feel like there's another one that should be there, but I, I feel like I should keep it there. Okay, so uh, what have I like? I think what I liked about this film is that in a similar way to Baby Driver being something new, Get Out is something totally new. I mean, I, um, who is it, Keel? It was written and directed by Jordan Peele. The use of humor right next to being horrified, right next to some serious commentary, Mm -hmm. next to complete absurdity in a genre that I can't even say I like or even know anything about, which is horror films. (laughs) I can't even, just because I am so terrified of jump scenes, I don't see them. I'm too scared. Um, So yes, I'm... And uh, if you do see them because I tell you how important the movie is or how you'll like it in spite of these moments, I have to almost take notes on the points in the movie that I'm going to have to tell to Jill to cover up. her ears because and close her eyes. if I do get real, if there's a horrible jump scene, I then am anticipating that there will be more of them the entire rest of the movie. And, and I am disengage. tense and I am blocking my ears and eyes and I can't enjoy a movie like that. So that's my, I just find it frustrating and therefore I've missed out on a lot of really awesome horror films so thank you david for convincing me to go see it it was worth it even with the jump scenes i put get out at the top of my list and then i was just okay let's figure out the rest of them like it's, it's kind of a jumble and I, I made a lot of them but that was places. A hands down but no get, get, out, get out was hands down mm-hmm. uh yeah performances writing writing most of all mm-hmm. anyway so let's talk about the movies that we thought that each other snubbed in this process so um, are you surprised i didn't put blade runner on here oh That's, i did not say it at all uh i'm not completely surprised a little surprised were you tempted were you trying was, to find a place for i it? was tempted at the very beginning i was thinking so I, I really enjoyed blade runner but is it better than any of these movies and because of how much of a pacing problem it had and and felt like a first draft at it especially looking back on it i'm like I would probably fast forward to such and such scene or mm-hmm. <laughs> the fact that it, that it has some of the most memorable imagery and mm-hmm. sounds of any movie in the last 10 years, that doesn't make it, that alone that does not make itself. it a good movie. Yeah, sure. Uh, unfortunately, I know a lot of people would disagree with me uh, on my criticisms, but... But it's not like you're saying it's at the bottom no, of your no, 42. No, no, it's close, it's close <laughs> to, yeah, so again, this is out of 42 movies. This is ones we wish we could put in our top yeah. 10. So... For me, um, 
a big one was three billboards. Yeah, I had that close to the oh, bottom as well. I just, again, it was a movie that, um, I think part of what I liked about Get Out is that it made me a bit uncomfortable, uh-huh. even while I was laughing and while I was, and, and that's important for movies to do that. I really enjoy that dark humor tone. Even if I can't completely understand it or see the reasoning why a director or writer chose to write that way, I just am attracted to that. Uh, I want to point out that we did not see two movies that others have been calling best of the year or, you know, among the best. Oh, really? Uh, Florida Project. Oh, just because we, we missed it. Just didn't get into the city in time. We wanted to see as it. As well as Call Me By Your Name, which was super limited release. I don't oh. I don't know where that was playing. I but I've heard both of those. I've never heard of it. Both, both much more indie, low budget. So, uh, hope you enjoyed that and maybe it gave you some movies to catch on rental. And also, if you don't mind, if you've listened to this episode and enjoyed it or, or been a subscriber and listened to all of them, we'd appreciate if you went into iTunes and gave us a rating and review. That would be appreciated. It would show us where we're going right. That would be a lovely belated Christmas present or a belated birthday present for me. Go for it. Guys, what a great year. Thanks for uh, welcoming us into the world of podcasts. Yeah. We'll get back on our normal movie reviews. Yeah. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.